Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hi guys and welcome to episode number 25. So firstly, to all my new listeners out there today, guys, welcome to the show. And if, if you want to just hit that subscribe button for me, that would be amazing just so you stay tuned to all the future episodes and don't miss out on any future content. My name is Christopher and I just want to say I'm so happy that I have you guys here with me today just listening in, tuning in and you know going on this journey with me where we start to, well not start but continue rather, to continue to explore the mind, continue to strengthen the mind and just continue to see how we can explore more possibility in our own lives, you know, how we can improve our own mindset, go towards a growth mindset, and just anything that empowers us going forward. So having said that, um, we have got a Facebook group, and it's our little small community that we have where we just go on for more interaction about the topics that we have on the show. It's also where we just dive into those topics a little bit deeper. It's here where we ask the questions you know, with regards to the topics, and we just dive in and collaborate and support one another towards becoming a higher version of ourselves. So all others out there also just working towards their growth mindset and just, you know, creating staggering results. But having that out of the way, let me introduce you to today's guests. He is South African and he is, if you've ever heard of The Mentalist, that's what I have on the show today. Super, super honored to just have Gilan Gork on the show today. It was a privilege speaking with him and just, you know, getting into how he thinks and just getting into some advice, you know, that we can get from him as seeing, seeing that he's a mentalist and, you know, having that sort of skill in life. It was just phenomenal to have a discussion with, with Gilan as he is a global authority on influence. So just a little bit more about Gilan. He has presented for international companies, business organizations, and government agencies in 30 countries across Europe, Africa, Asia, and America. And he's also the author of the best-selling book called Persuasion Games. So basically with two decades of experience as a professional mentalist, Gilan creates these unique learning experiences that help people to unleash their influence. He teaches people how to apply a working knowledge of influence and persuasion to real life practical situations. And these situations include being able to sell, being able to lead, being able to negotiate, being able to market, and also being able to inspire on a new level. And that just excites me. So lastly, he says that the techniques that he uses are as accessible to anyone as the ability to breathe. All you need to do is to learn how to apply them. Now, just how empowering is that? That is amazing. Just to that thought of, you know, that we can do what he's doing, you know, but we have that ability. We have that ability to be, you know, influential. Um, and it's obviously it takes time. It takes a lot of practice to get where he's going. But I mean, just that statement alone and the fact that he says that already empowers me in my own mindset to think that we can also achieve at such a level 
So having said that, we jumped into, you know, the skills and philosophies that are under or included with mentalism, you know, like what is required to be a mentalist, especially at such a level that he's at. We also spoke about influence, which is like his biggest skill and what he focuses on and what he is an expert you know, an expert on. And also we spoke about how we develop, you know, influence as a skill. And we also spoke about the rapid influence formula, which is like a formula you can use to, you know, create a life that just inspires and that excites and all that also leads. So yeah, that's about it for the show. I want you to think about, you know, how you are influencing others in your life. Is it, is it, is it more on the positive side, you know, are you leading, are you taking people forward in terms of change, in terms of positive change? Or are you perhaps manipulating some people in some forms, whether it's professional or, or whether it's personal? Are you influencing yourself in such a way that it's positive, that you're taking yourself forward, that you are looking at life in such a way that what you say to yourself and how you perceive life is actually taking you forward? Like, I want you to think about those questions as you move throughout this episode. And yeah, let's discover and see what Gilan had to say. Hi there, Gilan, and welcome to Exploring Possibility. Super, super excited to just have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited as well. Awesome. So yeah, let's jump in quickly with this. Uh, it's just time to now sit down and meet the mentalist himself. So just briefly for the audience, if they haven't heard of you, just tell us like a little bit more about yourself. Well, I'm flattered that you said if they haven't heard about me, as if uh, everybody knows about me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there are many, many people who have never heard of me before. In fact, there's so many people who have never heard of the term mentalist. Uh, and in different parts of the world, it means different things. You know, when I went to the UK for the first time, because you know, I do work in over 30 countries, but there's the first time for everything. And when I went there and said, I'm a mentalist, I didn't realize that there, a mentalist is someone who's basically locked up in a padded room in a straitjacket. So yeah. that was an interesting marketing exercise. But for those, um, for those of you who are not familiar with, it, with uh, the term mentalist or what it is that I do, um, I, am, I, I call myself an expert mentalist. But to be honest, that just really means that I deal with the mind. So my passion and my uh, expertise is really in reading and influencing people and, um, you know, I help people primarily in business with things like leadership, because we know that leadership uh, is influence and uh, things like sales, negotiation. Um, and so I teach kind of a working model of influence, a working application of influence that you'll be able to, to be able to get what you want in positive ways and create winning situations with you and your team and everyone who you serve. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds so fascinating. I mean, I've just watched... And I've actually binge watched so many of your videos on your website. It's just so fascinating to see like, it, it, it seems like you've got this sort of power. And like you said, you, people call you the mentalist and, you know, the expert mentalist. Now, the first question that I have is just with regards to that, like, aren't we all mentalists like in our own right? You just sort of like, in an, like you're putting more effort into that field. You're putting more like time into that field to discovering more of, what that is, like what the mind can do and what its, you know, its capabilities are. So like, are we, are we mentalists in our own right? Definitely, definitely. The term mentalist is really just a marketing term. I mean, anyone can call themselves a mentalist. Mm. Uh, you, you know, some people who call themselves mentalists specialize in doing crazy things with memory. They'll remember like 200 people's names as they walk in and be able to recall all of them. Some of them do amazing things with maths. You would swear that they have like some kind of connection to, you know, some 
internet mathematics site because it's just unbelievable. They'll call themselves a mentalist. And so uh, for me, it's just because I group that term with someone who does stuff with the mind. And for me, um, it's specifically around reading and influencing people. But I mean, if you think about it, anyone can play the piano, right? It's just some people are more interested in it. Some people put more time into practicing it. Uh, some people will get somebody to mentor or teach them in it. And some people are born with this knack that at the age of five, they're composing masterpieces. And so you just got different levels, I suppose, and, and different activities within that. And I guess it's the same with being a, a mentalist per se. So I agree with you. No, that makes 100% sense. There's a guy that comes to mind, as you mentioned, the person that's in the room that can just remember like 200 names, um, Jim Quick. I don't know if you've heard about him. Yes. Yes, yes. that guy remembers, so, like he's the memory king. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's very <laughs> cool to see how you can sort of string it to different sort of like faculties in the mind. And, you know, because the mind is actually so broad and so complex at the end of the day, it's, 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 you just have a combination of some of those skills. Now, the next question just lead would actually lead into that. And that is which skills and philosophies are underneath your mentalism? Like, what would you say are the skills that you are, that you really are an expert at that are taking you forward and pushing you out as being this expert mentalist? Um, sure. That's a very interesting question. My question, I always like to think, how, what questions can I ask about a question? Um, in fact, we've all heard of brainstorming, which is the, you know, coming up with lots of answers. But question storming is also an interesting technique where you try to come up with questions. So to answer the first question properly, um, a question that comes to my mind is, is it, do I just uh, have a skill that's driving that forward? I think, I think part of it is skill. And I think part of it is intention. Um, I think that um, at the end of the day, no matter how skilled we are um, at, at anything, no matter how uh, talented we are at anything, if we don't have the intention to go out there and use it to serve people, if we don't have the intention to, I guess, serve, what I'm trying to say is serve a purpose that's bigger than just ourselves, um, and if we're not prepared to put in the work, you know, uh, I'd say work ethic, which isn't necessarily a skill, right? That's a trait and it's something that you can, can develop uh, as well. So I would say definitely that, you know, those things are definitely there. But I think that the, that the, the question that you're asking is what skills uh, enables me to be able to get the kind of results and outcomes. Um, and so I think that the, on, on the surface level, there's obviously things like nonverbal communication, body language. Uh, you know, there's sessions where I, I teach people how to read and influence others through body language. And there's some really interesting demonstrations that I do. And you mentioned that you've seen videos on my website. And so you've probably seen some videos where it's been on Facebook or my website where I'm calling people up from the audience and getting them to think of things. And then I'm decoding their body language and yeah. explaining to the audience what it is I'm picking up. And eventually I'm able to tell what everyone's thinking, right? And so... And I'm the first person to admit, by the way, that, that what it's not is it's not psychic powers, all right? Because a lot of people can tend to think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's skills that we can all learn. There's a methodology behind it. Um, anyone could learn it. Not to say that if you learn it, you're automatically able to do it. And sometimes... Um, uh, when you said magic, it just made me think of, of, of a term, uh, a description that I like, which I guess could overlap with what <laughs> some people may perceive as magic, which is I create the illusion of a sixth sense, you know? So yeah. while I'm using my five senses to create that illusion, sometimes it can come across almost like psychic. And that's why I also have to tell people that I'm not that because it's so easy sometimes to, to think it is. But, um, so you've got nonverbal communication, um, 
things like psychology, I would say that one of my strengths is that I'm able to deconstruct um, bits of psychology into very practical um, uh, terms or practical pieces that you can go out and do deliberately. You know, a lot of people, for example, with influence, see influence as being this mystical trait that either you're born with or you're born without, mm-hmm. and that it's like completely an art. Um, but actually, it's half an art and half a science. And there really is a way to learn a formula for influence. In fact, I've created a, a formula which I teach all over the world, and I'd be happy to share it here. Um, so I think that my, my one skill is, besides understanding the psychology, it's also in being able to transfer that, um, that skill through my teachings, which I think is a very important, uh, important skill to have for anyone. Does that answer your question? That definitely answers my question. I love that you questioned the question, which is a great way to break it up and actually get to the core of what I'm looking for. So just, yeah, thank you so much for that. And I, I just want to, I have this question, another question in my mind, and it's all about, do you feel like you've come to the end of that skill? Do you feel like you've come to the point where you can't further develop that influence skill? Like has your sort of, if we look at the entertainment side, as it comes to the point where the, the tricks or the, you know, the games are, gonna, are the same, or is there like a next level that we can expect? That's just out of pure curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, when it comes to the entertainment side, obviously, that's, I mean, that's where I started was mm. just doing these demonstrations. And then at, at some point, and after many people saying, Dylan, how can we use this to, you know, better our lives? How can yeah. we actually teach us stuff? And while I don't go out there teaching people how to be mentalists, because, you know, I, there are certain, there's a brotherhood of, of mentors <laughs> around the world. Um, but there are lots of skills I can teach in the application of, of business. Um, but, but that entertainment side, um, I always use in my talks to create an experience that, that lands the messaging. And I think that like anything, it's an, it's an art form, any kind of entertainment, it becomes a performing art, I suppose, even though, I mean, I use the term intelligent entertainment because it has that, that feel to it with all the layers of psychology. But um, because it's an art form, it's a performing art, uh, I guess like any art, it all comes down to the expression of it. So while the principles may be the same with different experiments that I present, I may use the same principles, but of course the story behind it and the presentation behind it and all of that can be completely different. And so it kind of paints an experience for people that, um, that uh, is completely new. Um, and so I would say that it's probably most like that, you know, comparing it to any, to any art. So I don't think we'll ever reach a limit in terms of cool stuff that we can do that, that's new and exciting and original, even if the principles remain the same. Awesome. So just on that note, uh, I've seen before that you, well, it looks like it's, it's this illusion of where you, you do this mind reading, right? <laughs> and what I've found that you always say over and over, you, you always say that you suggest. Now, my question with regards to that is, and this is the last one out of curiosity, is with regards to mind reading, is it essentially reading uh, body language uh, with, and just sort of like, that and suggestion together that's mind reading and does that mean that our thoughts live like within our body if you able to like read someone's mind by just looking at the way they move and the way they behave you know the thing is what a lot of people don't realize is that the mind um, and speech and the body uh, are all interlinked 
Um, when we're thinking something, um, it's, we're kind of hearing it in our voice, whether it's in our mind or we're saying it out loud. It's, so it's kind of thought, speech, body language, everything that we experience, everything that we think, everything that, yeah, pretty much everything is, is in our mind in kind of our field of consciousness, if that, if that makes sense. And so it all lives in the, in the same place. It's very difficult to have a thought and detach it completely from your body reacting to that thought um, because it's, everything appears in consciousness, right? Which we kind of imagine is in our brain, in, in our head, because that's where all of our senses are. So we find that all the time um, our thoughts will kind of overflow or leak into our, our body language. And we're always leaking clues to people about what we're thinking and feeling. It's just that most people are not great at, at reading it. And people who are even aware to read body language often, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. And so a lot of kind of false readings uh, or in, inaccurate perceptions. So, um, you know, in my experience, I would say that body language is actually a more reliable source of information than what somebody is saying because it's so easy to oh, wow. it's so easy to change what you're saying. Um, but our body language, most people are not even aware of how their body is giving away away clues. So yeah, so in terms of mind reading, you know, mind reading sounds very psychic, I suppose. You could call it thought decoding if you wanted <laughs> to. Um, and you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, some people are more difficult to read than others. Uh, and it's like anything in life. It's, uh, it's something that you learn and constantly improving and, and growing. And so we're learning new things about this field all the time. Awesome. I think it's one of the most valuable skills that we can have today, you know, whether it's professional and personal life. And I definitely think that you are exceptional in that skill. So with like reading body language and all of that, and it's really fascinating to see. It's also very inspiring to see someone else being so proficient in that field. Like you just feel like you want to learn so much from this person. And hence why I have you on the podcast today as you just inspire me so much in terms of the way you the way you can influence, I think, is the core word of it all. You know, how you can influence yourself and then others at the end of the day. Now, there's a quote that you mentioned. There's like this one line that just caught my, my attention the other day. And it said that our only limitation is our perception of reality. Now, I just want you to expand on that line a little bit because that line feels to me like it opens up so many possibilities for the one that understands that line and sort of like takes that line into their belief system and moves from that. So could you just expand on what that means and how we can use it? Sure. That, I mean, that line alone, uh, depending on which context it's, it's put in has so many different uh, meanings, I suppose, it's so much different application. Uh, we've all heard the, the line that perception is reality and it's, it's you know, become one of these, cliches, I suppose. But if you really stop and think about it and really consider um, how our perception of ourselves, our perceptions of others and of the world really do shape our own reality and create uh, self-imposed limitations. So um, I'll, um, I'll maybe give one or two examples of, of how to apply this or what it could mean in life. And then, you know, let me know if, if you have any ideas as well, let's, I'd love to hear from you as well. Sure. Um, where to start with that one? I mean, at the end of the day, um, when it, one thing I've learned as a mentalist, when it comes to trying to uh, 
read what someone is thinking or trying to connect with somebody else. Um, let's assume that it's in the context of leadership and I'm wanting to uh, be able to be as intuitive as possible about what someone is thinking and feeling, what's going on in their mind, so I can connect with that person. What often gets in the way um, is the overlaying of, of my perceptions on top of them perceptions of who they are, who they're not, what I think they should do, what I think they shouldn't do, what are, you know, all of these things. That, the, we've got these perceptions that we just uh, project onto people and onto the moments in front of us. And unfortunately, what that lands up doing is it, it, takes, it makes us out of touch or it takes us out of touch with that person or with whatever the moment is that's in front of us because we become more consumed with our perception of how we want things to be or how we think things should be in order for us to be happy, to be successful, to feel loved and all of those things. And we can become so consumed with trying to control how we think things should or shouldn't be or the reality in front of us that we actually uh, misperceive what's going on in front of us. And therefore, we lose touch with what's actually happening in real reality. And we therefore are unable to bring our full uh, influence to the moment and to be fully intuitive about what we should and shouldn't do in the moment because we're so hung up on trying to force the moment to be what we want it to be. It's an interesting thing with our mind. I mean, our, with our mind, we're constantly living life, creating, we kind of have this two versions of reality, right? We've got what I call our artificial reality, which is the version of reality where we're happy, successful, you know, everything happens that we want and yeah. nothing happens that we don't want to have happen. And we live our life basically walking around, overlaying this artificial reality over real reality. And, re and when it comes to real reality, there's no way for us to know how things should or shouldn't be, or, um, you know, what's going to happen next and what someone's going through. And so, what, what the first step is to understand what our perceptions are, but then to remove them and to come into each moment with a sense of non-judgmental awareness and absolute presence and mindfulness. Um, and when we do that, then our limitations will disappear. Our perceptions will, will disappear. So I've tried to summarize something that's, that's, uh, that's quite a long conversation. <laughs> and, and did that make sense the way that I explained it there? It definitely makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you think also like it, it, it creates this preconceived notion of, of what is in a way, uh, I don't know, would we call that reality? I don't know. Cause the, the, I, the example that comes to mind, like a typical thing that happens is when you are in traffic and someone cuts you off, you're just going to give them, you know, the finger and there we go. And your and your whole day is uh, topsy turvy. And now instead of, thinking instead of perceiving that as someone that cut you off perhaps something happened to them and they're just in a rush and you know if we can perceive it in a different way we can change the way we feel and the way we experience that moment that's sort of like the idea that comes to mind is am i in the right direction if i think of of that line yeah, in that way yeah definitely and like i mentioned it's such a broad you yeah. know, when it comes to perception and reality i mean there's so much that we can say about it and you you that that is definitely a, a valid point here. You know, uh, Brene Brown has a wonderful line that she teaches in her books. She says, when somebody does something like that, somebody's rude to you, or if somebody mm. gives you the finger in traffic, or they're not, uh, they don't give you what you want, whatever the case may be, you just say to yourself, you know what, that person is doing the, the best with what they've got today. 
And if we just walk around, especially as leaders, uh, you know, if we want to get, we're working in teams, uh, if we want to get the most out of, uh, out of the people we're around, it's to give people the benefit of the doubt and to believe that they are doing their best. And so if we truly believe someone's doing their best, it completely shifts your perception and will change the way that you show up and, and your ability to be able to influence that person. So especially in situations like that where perhaps you don't know what that person's going through, you know, it's the same kind of thing. And let's, let's take sales as an example as well. Let's just take two hypothetical examples, right? Let's say that you've got the sales presentation, you've got this pitch and you go in to see somebody um, and you do it perfectly, the most perfect presentation to this person and they love what it is that you're proposing and they agree and you, it's amazing, you know, you, it's a big win for you. And in the second hypothetical situation, let's imagine it's the exact same person, it's the exact same, you did the presentation exactly the same way, like everything was exactly the same in the second example. But that morning in the second example, the person who you're meeting had a big fight with their spouse. And so they weren't even listening to you in the same way because they weren't present, their mind was still thinking about the argument that they had. Yes. Now, there was no way for you to know whether they had a fight with their spouse that morning or not. Right? There's no way to know that. And so in both situations, your goal is to influence the outcome, which is to obviously make the sale. Right? Uh, but unfortunately, we realize that we can't influence the outcome of anything because the outcome of anything and the reality, the real reality of any given moment is the sum of everything that's come before it to make that moment exactly what it is. And so I think that it's, it's a pretty ludicrous thought for us to imagine that we know what each moment in front of us should or should not be, because we just don't know. It's like um, uh, a great analogy uh, that I heard is like this. If I give you a book, Crispin, I say to you, all right, open the book and read it. And you open it up, you read one word, I take the book away from you and I say, okay, tell me what the book's about. You have no idea, right? <laughs> and so actually in any given moment in front of us, there's no way for us to know what that moment should or shouldn't be. There's just too much information that we don't know. Uh, but unfortunately, our mind creating this artificial reality that it overlays over everything creates this sense that we know what things ought to be or ought not, not to be, including how people should be reacting to us or not. So if we shift our perception to understand that um, you know, we can't control outcomes. The only thing we can control are our own actions and behaviors. And we can try, we can control to be as influential as possible in any situation. But beyond our own behaviors and actions, there's just too many other factors of which we know a fraction of a percent of a fraction of a percent, you know, of what goes into that, making that moment what it is. So, I would say that all falls into what we're talking about in terms of perception and how our perception, when we change our perception to actually understand and respect uh, how the world is operating, um, then it actually helps us to, to um, release some of those limitations. But one other thing that came to mind as well, just on a slightly different note as well, is just on a personal level, because I know we're talking about influencing others, but also influencing ourselves. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a great uh, Eastern philosophy saying, which is, that I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. And we walk around and our self-perception is very much based on how we think other people perceive us. 
And so we're creating all of these limitations uh, through perception. And it's a perception of a perception. So, you know, it, it can get quite, uh, you, you know, limitations on limitations, I suppose. And, and that's, you know, maybe those are just a few ideas uh, that speak to that, to that line. Of course, we could go on forever just on that one point, I suppose. <laughs> we can, like, I mean, uh, perception and reality are so complex subjects by themselves. Uh, we can definitely sit here for days and just discover that and, and show our curiosity in that and go down that rabbit hole. But the explanation he gave me is very profound and just give, gives me some insight into how I can now start viewing perception and start using it towards like my benefits and the benefits of others so that, that I don't limit myself in situations like the sales um, and then, or, uh, example that you gave, which was quite a, a cool way of seeing it, especially for those listening out today and just envisioning themselves into like a typical situation that they might be in. Um, so let's jump onto that word of influence. Um, you are actually known as the master of influence <laughs> as you are the mentalist <laughs> expert and influence for me personally has always had this negative connotation towards it. I mean, through the years I've found that actually like consciously and subconsciously, we are actually, actually just influencing all the time and we need to decide whether that's going to be positive or whether it's going to be negative, whether it's going to be empowering or disempowering. So just on that note, like what is your view on the word influence itself and how necessary is it to develop that as a skill personally and professionally? Great question. Influence, uh, you know, there's other words that people use like persuasion uh, or manipulation. And, you know, when you hear words like that, uh, it's very easy to imagine someone doing something that's quite questionable, mm. you know, morally and, and ethically. But if you were to see a parent manipulating their child to look both ways before crossing the road safely, would you think twice about that? You probably wouldn't, right? Yeah. Because you understand the intention behind it. It's, it's that of love. It's to protect the child, right? So... Actually, terms like influence, manipulation, persuasion, these are literally neutral words, right? They're, they're neutral terms. And a great analogy is, is like a surgeon's knife, which can be used for great good or for great evil. It really depends on the person using the tool. And it's exactly the same when it comes to influence. And so once we're able to uh, take away any judgment or perception uh, around the, this term of influence and we realize it's just a tool, then you start to see that there are exchanges of influence in every single human interaction all the time. So the question that you should be asking yourself is not, um, am I an influencer? Not to be confused with people who post on social media, <laughs> but you know, to, think to, the, to think to yourself, what kind of influence am I? What kind of influencer am I? And what's really interesting is that um, leadership and influence are actually one in the same. Uh, you know, you can't influence people if you can't lead them. You can't yeah. lead people if you can't influence them. So, you know, a good definition of, of leadership is influence. Um, if you're able to influence people, they'll follow you. And that's exactly what leadership is, right? If you think that you're influencing people, they're following you. Uh, and you look behind you, you think you're leading, you look back, but no one's following you, you're not leading, you're just taking a hike, right? So at the end of the day, the, the acid test of whether you are a leader or not is whether you have influence with people. So 
if we bring this into a into kind of a business context, the question then isn't, am I a leader? The question is, what kind of leader am I? Mm-hmm. And no matter who you are, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are, you know, somewhere in the middle of an organization, whether you are a cleaner, uh, whether you are, no matter what your position is, right? Like at the end of the day, you are influencing someone. And 100%. so what kind of, in, what kind of influence are you? So, so when it comes to that, I think influence is really important to put that in the right perception and to ask yourself and to realize that we are influencing. The, the next answer to that question is the relevance of influence. You asked me why I think it's important. And yeah. influence, I would say, is the number one skill. It used to be called a soft skill, but mm-hmm. these days people are calling it a critical skill. Because, and especially when, we, when we're moving into things like the fourth industrial revolution, there's a lot of um, things like AI and robotics and machine learning automation, and, and machines are getting better at doing a lot of the things that, that humans are doing, right? And so <laughs> as we move into that, into, into this period, there's never been a more important time for us to be more human than ever. And that means developing the kind of relationships, developing the kind of influence and, and leadership ability. If you want to achieve anything great, truly significant in life, you're never going to do it just by yourself. And so if you're going to need other people to help you, whether that means your colleagues working with you, whether it means customers buying from you, whether it means suppliers supporting you, whatever it may mean, you're going to need to have influence. And so the more influence you have with people around you, the higher the lid on your potential to be able to achieve whatever it is that you, that you want to achieve and the more effective you can be at achieving it because you don't have to do it alone. So no matter what you do or who you are, if you learn how to influence and lead people, you'll be able to achieve significantly, exponentially more than if you uh, didn't have that ability. I am definitely convinced, and I know there's a formula that you use. I want us to just touch on that briefly, not go into detail, so we can just sort of like uh, excite people who want to go and learn more and listen more about what that is, so they can go and follow you and see what it's all about. So just give us that formula briefly, like what what in, what does it entail? Sure. So it's called my rapid influence formula, mm. and uh, the reason it's called that way, uh, it's called that, <laughs> called that way, um, <laughs> is it's based on three subconscious questions that people's minds are asking about you every single time they they're engaging with you every single time they're interacting with you. And the faster you're able to answer these three questions positively in people's minds, the more rapidly you're able to establish that influence. And because they're unconscious questions, people don't even realize that their minds is, you know, asking these questions about you, but it's usually just a feeling that they get um, in terms of the answers of them. But I'll give you the three questions right now. Um, they're very, very simple by themselves, but when you put them together, you'll see how it creates an amazing influence. So the first question that people's minds are asking about you is, are you reliable or can I rely on you? You know, do your actions um, match your words? Yeah. Do, you say, do you do what you say you're going to do when you said you're going to do it? You know, how yeah. consistent are you? So that's the first question. Cool. The second question people's minds are asking about you is, are you capable of helping me? Everybody has something that they want, uh, whether it's to get to the next level on a personal or professional way or whatever it may be. And so they're wondering, are you capable of helping me? And the last question is, do you care about me? You know, I know lots of people who do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. They've got that reliability. They've got the knowledge and abilities, they've got that capability. But if I don't feel that they care about me, 
they're not going to put my interests first, uh, or at least have the, have them at heart, then they're going to lose an enormous amount of of influence. And so, what you know, if anyone wants to look this up, uh, I've got lots of videos explaining it, and I actually have a Venn diagram that shows how when you put two of them together, it creates trust. The other two, when they overlap, creates credibility. And uh, when you, uh, the last combination creates uh, support. And it, right in the middle where they all meet is what I call transformational influence. So that's, that is the formula that I used when I was developing my career. You know, I was basically broke living at home with my folks for way too many years, um, trying to break into uh, this expert industry, trying to teach people to be influential, but I had no influence. It was like a chicken or egg <laughs> scenario. And so I went out there to deconstruct influence, to, de to develop my influence, which has now obviously seen me speak in multiple countries and have the best-selling book and so on. And all of those milestones in my journey, I can say, has been because I focused on those three questions in the, in the formula. Awesome. There you go, guys. So if you're listening in and that excites you in any way and you want to learn more about self-influence and influencing others and using those three questions to empower yourself, I'm going to add that link uh, from Gilan in the show notes of this episode if you want to go and listen to that. Uh, I can't believe how time has actually flown by, but Gilan, I'm going to ask you the last two questions. The last one is like sure. a group of questions that I want people to go and ask themselves to just take action straight straight away. So the three questions, it's a, like a, it's a group of questions, three short questions. So let's go three short answers. I'll give it to you one by one. So the first one is what is one small action someone can take after this discussion today to become more influential? Definitely look up my videos online and begin the process of developing that skill. It's like anything, you can learn it as a skill. Uh, change happens when you intentionally grow. And so uh, a good place to start would be my, uh, my videos. Excellent. And then what is one action that people can stop doing that is limiting them from being influential? One thing that you can stop doing is to stop misperceiving everything around you by stepping into each moment with a, a healthy respect of the fact that we don't actually know what each moment should or shouldn't be. And we can't control anything except our own actions and behaviors. So um, stop judging uh, each moment and each person as, as much as you are. That's something that even I work on every single day consciously. That is beautiful. And then what is one character trait that we can embody to just be more influential and persuasive in our everyday lives? Um, I would say when it comes to character, um, develop trust. I would say that trust is probably the most important um, element of being influential. If you do not have trust with someone, you'll never be able to influence them. So that's the one thing that I would, uh, that I would say. Awesome stuff. Guys, if you're listening now, there's so much great advice. Just go and act on what Gilan is saying and go and start building, start building that character, start building that mindset, moving forward, start building that self-influence and start creating a better world for yourself and for others. So Gilan, yeah, that's about the end of this episode, the end of our discussion. I just want to thank you for being on the show. Where can people get hold of you if they want to learn more about what we just spoke about or just perhaps get in touch with you? 
Cool. Thanks, Christopher. And I, I really enjoyed this as well. You had some very thought-provoking questions <laughs> and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, the best place would be um, if you just uh, look me up online. There is only one Gilan Gork in the world. Uh, <laughs> my personal website is gilangork.com um, and I'm sure you'll post that so they can get the exact spelling. Uh, they can also go to influenceinstitute.com. Um, and sometimes when I'm running some, uh, you know, public programs and so on, they can get access to, to join those. So between those two addresses, they'll have access to my resources. Excellent stuff for those listening. I'm going to add those links in the show notes of the episodes. You don't need to go and find it. It's going to be right there. You can access it. You can get hold of Gilan or his team to learn more. Now, Gilan, closing question. In what way would you like to inspire, empower, or just impact the world? Um, I think the world needs more leaders. Um, I think we can see in any uh, sphere, whether it's political, uh, whether it's business, uh, you know, no matter what the situation is uh, in any country in the world, I believe that we, uh, through leadership and through creating good authentic influence for people, creating that trust, credibility and support, we'll be able to solve some of the world's grandest problems. Um, and so I suppose if I had to sum it up, uh, it would be from my side um, to influence the world, to go out and influence the world. And that would be my, my mission right now. Well, that is beautiful. Gilan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for helping people reimagine possibilities, helping people unleash their influence on the world. I thank you so much for being on the show. I'll chat to you later. Thanks, man. Ciao. Cheers. Bye. And that is it for this episode. Guys, as usual, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking through all the way. You guys that listen all the way through are typically the people that, you know, take action, you know, because you go through things thoroughly, you get to the end, you see what needs to be done, and then you act on it. So if you missed anything inside the episode, just rewind, go back and see what the action steps were. If you want to start increasing your own influence in your own life. As I always say, you know, it's, they call it, they call knowledge power. And I've heard so many others reframe it a little, a little bit and say it's only potential power because we need to take what we learn and put it into practice. So that's what I'm going to preach today as well. And that's what I've been practicing recently for the past few years. I've changed my way of doing instead of just learning, I'm actually practicing, I'm executing, and that's how I am transforming my own life. So I just encourage you to do the same. Go out there, go and practice what has been said in here. If you've got any feedback, please shoot it my way, you know, at info at exploringpossibility.co.za. And then also we, like I mentioned in the start of the episode, we've got a community, a Facebook community. Just go and search Exploring Possibility, find the group, or go into the website and just click on the community link. And there you will be directed to the group where we discuss, where we dive in, where we share and where we meet like-minded people, people that are also like you, moving forward in their own life, strengthening their own mindset, thinking exponentially and just trying to master their own mindset every single day. So that's you. Jump onto that group and join us and let's, let's keep going forward. Let's keep moving forward and learning more about mindset every single week. Guys, thank you so much. And um, I'll see you guys in the next episode of Exploring Possibility. Remember, don't be afraid to go and explore and find that possibility. Cheers, guys. Yeah.